0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now that time. Time for The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. Good morning and thanks for joining us. Today is Sunday, October 14th. This is The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. My name is Robert Pate, President and Founder of The Image Program. And on today's show, we're going to talk about grant writing. We're going to break down the specifics of grant writing. Definition. What is a grant? How do you apply for a grant? What is the difference between a state and federal grant? I think you're in for a wonderful show this morning. On today's show, we have two popular professional grant writers in the state of Iowa. Iowa, Ramona Gackle and Deb Kua. Ramona is the grants director for the United Way of Central Iowa and president of the Central Iowa Chapter of Grant Professional Association. And Deb is the director of grants and contract for Des Moines Area Community College, a.k.a. DMACC. There's a lot of questions out here that I know people want to know about. First of all, I want to know, what is a grant? Tell us a little bit about who qualifies for a grant.
1: Well, one thing you should know about a grant is a grant is a way for a funder to accomplish their goals. They'll have a pot of money and... It's The real intent of a grant is for them to be able to accomplish their mission, their goals. It's not always about the grant seeker and what their goals are. They need to match with the grant funder really well. And a grant is also a contract. It's a set of objectives and goals that you have to come to agreement with with the funder and work on a project together. So you might hear, oh, grants are easy to get. Grants are free money. That's not true. It's a really, really in-depth process of working with a funder.
0: And would you say, kind of summed up in a nutshell, what is the difference between a federal and state grant?
2: So um, federal grants are the most complicated and also the most—they're usually the largest, but then because of that, they're also the most complicated and um, require a lot of infrastructure around just managing them, following all the federal rules and regulations. The smaller the amount of money you get, usually the less uh, stringent people are. So you know, you get a thousand dollars; it's a lot easier to track that and and accomplish the goals for that thousand dollars versus you know hundreds of thousands or even a million dollars. So that's the main difference is a lot of times just the rules and regulations around what the funder has in place.
0: So what is the process to apply for a grant? I mean, how do you get your ducks in a row? Do you just go up and get an application and say, hey, I want to uh, apply for this grant? Uh, I mean, what kind of information does it actually
1: take? Well, the first thing you need to do is make sure your your organization, your nonprofit is a nonprofit. Usually... Um, Grants are only given to 501c3 organizations or uh, higher education entities, maybe um, sometimes churches. It depends on the actual grantor, what their parameters are. Then you're going to have to make sure you have all the required attachments. Do so you have a board of directors? Um do you have help me here, Deb? Um, sometimes they want to see your audits or your just your your
2: letters showing what verifying the kind of entity you are as a higher ed institution. We sometimes have to sh- have our accreditation letter, um, but each one is just going to be so different. So for me, the first step I do is I get those instructions, often called a request for proposal or request. Uh, Federal on the federal side they sometimes call it something different and just read it. And I read it sometimes three or four times just to make sure because each one is going to be so different um, just to make sure that I'm able to a that I'm an eligible entity that my that my institution is eligible to apply for this and then if we are uh, to start making sure that I understand exactly what all those instructions mean and and that we have that we can meet all those requirements.
1: And if you're not sure it's really a good idea to call and ask if you can find the name of the funding partner, um, if you can call and make an appointment to sit down with them and say, um, I've not done this before, I'm interested. For example, the Greater Des Moines Community Foundation, they require you to make an appointment and sit down with them before you apply for a grant just to it's really a, a waste of your time to download an RFP or request for proposals and start working on it. it can take you you know up to a month to prepare if you're not qualified so if you're able to fi- figure out who is in charge there it's a really really good idea
0: and I know that uh, Ramona you were famous just recently for the grant that you wrote for $1.4 million for the United Way for the Iowa Reentry Task Force. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, that was the Central Iowa Returning Citizens Achieve Grant. It's called CIRCA, and it was for $1.5 million from the U.S. Department of Labor, Employment and Training Administration. We pulled together 10 partners, and we are working to serve 188 people who are currently incarcerated or on work Release. Um, we're working with the Newton Correctional Facility, Mitchellville, Iowa, the Fresh Start Women's Center, and the Fort Des Moines Work Release Center. And we are training individuals who are currently in those programs in different four different career pathways: um, retail and hospitality, construction, um, nursing, like a certified nursing assistant, and transportation Transportation, distribution and logistics Um, that that grant took me about two months to write working really closely with central iowa works staff that's the main um, applicant through united way Um, through other community partners like i mentioned we have 10 community partners and it's just a really exciting time i had a phone call today with they're having a professional evaluation done of the grant. Um, and so we get to work with national evaluators. But this kind of a grant isn't something you can do, right? When you're a brand new nonprofit, you're gonna have to build up to that. Yeah, there's yeah, so many. I was gonna steps. add that one point five million, that's over three three years. three years. Yes. So it sounds like a lot of money, but
2: when you start breaking it down, you know, over three years and all those different things we have to do, um, it's not it's actually not even going to cover all the costs. All the partners are actually contributing on top of that. And the other thing I'll point out on that is, um, Moni, this was not the first time you wrote that grant, is it? No, This is her second time. And so she took those comments that she got back after not receiving it last year and then used that as a way to strengthen the proposal this year. And that's what grant writers have to do all the time. You often have to go through the process a couple of times before you're successful. Very good
0: point. Now, one thing that I can remember when I was incarcerated, ladies, is that We heard about all the grant money that was out there for people that were incarcerated. And we were confused because we were thinking that if you step out of prison, then all of a sudden there's money there for you. When I got out, I found out that that was completely uh, misleading information. And so uh, I guess what it actually pertained to was that there was funding out there for reentry programs. And so it sounds like the grant that you wrote is actually that this $1.5 million grant for United Way is actually geared toward reentry. Would you say that the smaller grants are easier for someone that's just getting started. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are planning to start their own nonprofit organization, and they don't have any funding. So they're looking for a grant. Now, what would be your advice to someone that's moving in that direction?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So yes, smaller is better to start with. It's just like anything else in life. You kind of have to build your reputation and show that you can actually do what you say you're going to do. So um, even within education, I have sometimes people come to me with these really big ideas and I say, we have to start a little bit smaller because you don't go, you know, like we say in a car, you don't go from zero to a hundred in a you know a snap of a finger. With funding, it's the same way. You You have to... Sh- Yourself. So, yeah, starting out small is always better. The other thing is, um, especially as you're just getting started, is the relationships. Build those relationships in the community. That's probably going to be where your funding is coming from. Um, if you're just getting started so that the community Foundation of Des Moines or other other local funders and meeting with them and sitting down, they can actually help you put together a good plan uh It's not just about the money they want to help help grow those services within the community, so that's that's a really good place to start.
1: yeah, you can look on websites um for example, let's say you look up uh I'll just throw out come and go they have a, a grant side of their work you could look on their website and look up okay what are their? what are the things they're interested in and I can't even tell you off the top of my head but they'll say maybe X foundation is interested in education or we're interested in early childhood or whatever you look at your goals as your nonprofit and say do I fit in this area Yes, maybe so, maybe not. Then I could look up another one. But if I fit, like I mentioned before, if at all possible to call and get an appointment, go out for coffee, buy them a cup of coffee, and just talk to them about your program. Here's what we're doing. We're serving, Robert, your image program is so great, serving uh, reentering individuals. See if that fits in line with their stuff. If it does, then you go to that next step of Asking them, okay, what do I need to do? What what forms? What what do I need to have? And sometimes you can't get that face-to-face meeting, and you'll just have to look on their website and find. They'll some of them will have a, something you can download. Some of them. Usually they're all online now.
0: That's great. For people out there that are listening to the show now and are looking to learn how to write grants or to get involved with some kind of classes or seminars, uh, do you have anything available for them?
1: We do, we have a lot going on at the Central Iowa GPA, but first I thought I would mention at the Des Moines Public Library in the Central Branch, Branch, there is a free database that you can access. Um, If you go downtown and go to the second floor and check in with one of the librarians, they can hook you up with this database that you can search and type in pretty much any kind of funding um, that you might be looking for and they'll teach you how to use it. But then I also wanted to tell you about the Central Iowa GPA, which is a peer-to-peer group that we started um, just to give each other support and to help. We, we have new grant writers. We have seasoned pros. And we're, wel- we're welcoming everyone to come to a meeting and check us out. It's www.centraliowagpa.org. Go yeah, ahead, Deb. There are sometimes some courses also if you're really interested in grant writing.
2: Um, I know Drake offers one, for example, in grant writing. I think um, the person there said they had just wrapped one up, but you can always check their website uh, for that. Um, I caution people to sign uh, signing up for some of these um, groups that come in and do like these two-day workshops and swear they're going to um, – you know, teach you how to write a grant and get a million dollars, just take that with a little bit of a grain grain of salt. Um, Sometimes that's depending on where you're starting from. um, Some some of those can be really expensive and not really worth the money, but um, you're, you're free to contact
1: us if you need more direct information. Mm -hmm. We can usually help you decide if something's legitimate or maybe be a might be a scam.
0: Good. This is very helpful information that you're giving because there's been a lot of talk about people wanting to start nonprofit organizations, wanting to start businesses, and one of those magical words is grants. They uh, can relate that to money. And so uh, while everyone is in need of financing their business or their nonprofit organization, I think that it's important to understand. Uh, the responsibilities of a grant, uh, to understand the levels of grants uh, from high to low. And so I think that the information you guys have shared here this morning has been great, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, It's been a pleasure. We are going to come back with Joanna Davis and break down the Image Program Biblical Principles here on The Image Show. Until next time, it's Ramona Gackle and Deb Kua. Uh, DMAC and United Way teaming up here on The Image Show.
2: Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you.
0: We'll be back after these messages. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now that time. Time for The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. And we're back on The Image Show, 98.3 The Vibe. We've got Joanna Davis back with us. Joanna, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Good. I'm glad that you're here. And we're going to break down biblical principles again. Uh, Last week, we got into Proverbs Chapter 3. We finished uh, speaking about the week before uh, in... What are we talking
3: Prover- about? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, leaning not to our own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct our path.
0: That's right. Amen. So let's just start off with a quick word of prayer so we can get the Holy Spirit flowing.
3: Absolutely. You want Fa- to lead us? Sure. Okay. Father God, we just thank you right now um, that we're able to be on the air and be able to share with other people, Lord, uh, just your love, your grace and mercy. Uh, the same love and grace and mercy that you've given us, you have also provided for others. And so we just thank you today, Lord. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise. Holy Spirit, guide us in our conversation. And uh, let it bless those that are listening. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Okay, so one of the things that we talked briefly about how we were going to approach this morning is... Transformation and also turning a negative into a positive. Correct? Absolutely. OK. Yep. And so one of the things that I told you I had thought about was uh, whenever there's a negative, there's always a positive. Whenever there's a positive, there's always a negative. Now, going back to, of course, prison, incarceration, uh, reentry, however you want to look at it, uh, rebuilding, backsliding, there's always it's considered in society a negative. When a man or woman is sentenced to prison, uh, it's considered a negative situation. They're paying a consequence for the uh, crime that they committed. So with that negative, they're sent off to prison, sent off to jail to, to serve their consequence. Now, there's a positive with that.
3: Absolutely.
0: And we're actually speaking through one right now as we sat in this studio on the air on the radio show the uh, image program yes okay Yes. so looking at then the narrow gate the transformation okay with every negative situation that a person is in out there there's always a positive that they can find through it how hard do you think it is to actually find the positive and how do you do it
3: well I believe it's done through uh, transformation it's a uh, renewing of the mind um, seeing the negative situation, but also allowing that negative situation to become something positive. And a lot of times uh, when we're trying to do that, um, we have to have, you know, the right resources, the right people. And as you and I were talking earlier, one of the things that I think is important for anyone that is facing anything that um, may be negative is to take a different approach and find the positive in it. And the positive is to uh, really just get a a new start, a fresh start. And that starts with transformation.
0: Amen. So I can remember growing up, we were poor. And I always thought that was a negative situation because we didn't have the money that all the rest of the kids had. And after I ended up uh, reaching high school, uh, college, I realized that Going through those hard times actually brought a character that developed into a personality. And that personality only came from growing up poor, which actually turned out to be a positive situation. Um, Also, looking at the fact that right now I'm 44 years old and I don't really have a career Uh, per se, as far as uh, uh, social security, uh, looking at uh, a long-term job that I've been working for the last 25, 30 years. You know, you see most people, they have uh, a pension plan. They've been working at John Deere or something for the last 30 years, or they've worked for the state. You know, there's all these different benefits. That's a positive. Now, the negative, you know, I came out of prison Didn't have anything. I developed a hunger. That hunger gave me the desire to continue to keep moving forward and wanting and wanting and going after and searching for something. So now it's turned into a positive situation. I mean, I'm in a situation now where we've got the image program established. uh, uh, We're getting ready to go nationwide, uh, you know, on the news, all this different media attention and the grants and the, you know, whatnots and the money and all this stuff. Is now coming in so uh, it's turned into a positive sure can you break that down in a spiritual perspective
3: well I think that for you and for many others that are uh, going through this um, change and experience some of the things that you've experienced it it truly comes from realizing that um, the change is necessary and because of the change that was necessary in your life, you found, uh, you found the Lord. And through the Lord, the Lord has um, given you an understanding that a lot of people still um, have a struggle to do. But those that are listening, if they're really desiring to want something different and want even the negative to become something positive, it's important um, to seek the Lord. Uh, there's a scripture that always brings to mind that I think is really important for anybody Body that is um, trying to take a negative situation and turn it into something positive, and that it, it actually comes out of Psalms 51. And it's Psalms 5110, and it's creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. And that's part of the transformation, coming to an understanding that, you know what, I need to change. And so the only way that that can change is, Lord, I need you to create in me a a clean heart and renew my spirit. Make me new. Make me fresh. Make me see what I need to do so that I can walk out this negative and make it a positive.
0: That's good that you bring that up, because having a, a clean, fresh spirit means so much to me, especially now. Um knowing that my my heart is pure my heart is clean my body is clean uh, I can remember when I was uh, selling drugs in the streets uh, real heavy making big power moves and it seemed like everything was going so good I mean I had the money I had uh, no responsibilities but with all that money it came with a consequence, which ultimately ended up to incarceration, jail, looking over my shoulder, you know, uh, people always asking to borrow money, not paying it back, fronting people and them not coming back, owing me money. I mean, those are the negatives. that well, well, prison ultimately was the negative that came with that positive from selling drugs. So I just want to encourage people out there, if you're out there, if you're a female, If you're out there prostituting, if you're a a dude and you're out there getting paid and, and you know you're doing something wrong, it's messing with your conscience. I mean, get on your hands and knees and ask the Lord to just help you take this uh, negative energy away. Uh, like I said, when, when me and Tony Mack was on here last week, one of the good things we talked about is how a person can actually make more money working than they can selling drugs or uh, doing something illegal. And yes. it, it may not be cash uh, liquid assets right away, but it's the people that you run into, the people that you're associated with, uh, the friends that you meet, and the networking and, and all of the collaboration together, it brings forth you know, more money in, in the long run.
3: Well, like I was sharing with you as well, even my story and living an unclean life uh, before the life that I have now really showed me how and how working hard is so much more important than trying to get a quick dollar, you know, get, you know, all the fancy stuff, um, because we don't appreciate it like we do now, because we work so hard for it. And it means something. It contains substance. It's not just, you know, profiling and trying to let everybody know what you got and what you look like like and, you know, that you're the man or you're the woman, it's, it's really seeing um, the substance of what our life really means. And our life is so much more important than just those material things and those, you know, flashy cars and money and all that stuff. And a lot of people, you know, they find success. They think that's what success is. And that's not success. Success truly is when you have a relationship with God. Your success is when you really know who you are. And the only way you're going to know who you are is when you find Christ, because it's through Christ that gives us all our identity. And and those are the things that mean more than just, you know, living out on the streets and having that hustle life. You know, a lot of young people today think that that's cool and that's that's the thing to do. But truly, we know in the end of that is destruction. Um, There's no, you're not going to get anything good out of that. And so, you know, if I was to really, you know, just lay it all out, um, one of the scriptures that I really find helpful to a lot of people that are trying to uh, get themselves together is um, Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 and that's um anyone that's in christ is a new creation the old has passed away and behold the new has come and so we want to know that through christ we can be made new again and we can start over again and we can have a fresh start and uh it's through him that that gives us direction gives us that hope gives us that you know that uh just uh, the hope the hope that we can change and things can be better
0: And I got another question for you. Since you're a female pastor, do you ever get people say, well, females shouldn't be pastoring? Or do you ever get that kind of criticism?
3: Oh, yes. All the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's funny because I love Joyce Myers. I do, too. (laughs) Yeah, And I love listening. I love the way she articulates words. I comprehend it real well. And, you know, you always hear these people say, well, a a female shouldn't be a pastor. They have no business, you know, leading the church. And so I was just wondering if you got that kind of criticism.
3: All the time, actually. But I don't let it bother me because I know that greater he that's in me. You know, I know that it's Christ that's inside of me. So, you know, you can't change my anointing. You know, (laughs) (laughs) God did it. I didn't do it. (laughs)
0: Right. I've attended your church services. And I mean, it's amazing to see people on fire. Uh, see the Holy Spirit in there running around. And so I commend you for that. Getting back to the subject at hand here, I the negative versus the positive, that's just been one thing that's always been attractive to me because I remember when I was in college, my dad told me anything that the mind can conceive, it can achieve. And I remember my grades wasn't good uh, coming out of high school, and I wasn't for sure I could pass my ACT test. And so I had to go to junior college. I received was had scholarship offers, but because of my grades, I had to go to junior college. And so I used that negative versus a positive with, with almost, that pretty much carried me through college. That mm-hmm. and anything that the mind can conceive, it can achieve. And so- Even through uh, my incarceration times, when I was uh, going through trial, when I was going through just the depression of walking around you know, in those pajamas and sandals and uh, going through all the preliminary proceedings, watching people come in, getting probation on cases, the same kind of cases that I had, you know, and they were just walking out, you know, leaving left and right leaving their commissary with me. And I thought to myself, man, I wish I could catch a break like that. And, and it was depressing. So I started thinking to myself, OK, what? where's the negative in all this? Obviously, it was what I was feeling. So where's the positive? in all this. Ah, uh, now this was, this was tough because I couldn't see it. So I cling to my Bible. I read, I asked God, obviously I was sober minded. I was, uh, you know, wasn't selling drugs. I didn't have all the, the riffraff going on and the sin in my life, but I wanted
3: something different.
0: Yeah, something different. And mm-hmm. so now that I'm out, God has revealed to me, this is the positive. This is what you worked mm-hmm. all those years for. This is why you didn't give up. This is why you continued to serve me while you were in prison. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm giving you. This is your reward mm-hmm. for doing it. And so I I just get so amazed with God. I mean, with his word, with his his promises, every scripture in that Bible is true. And I don't care what anybody says. It's been made truth over and over again.
3: Absolutely. Uh, The Word of God uh, is truth. And we all know that um, just spending the time that we need necessary with Him to show us, um, even when we're in negative situations, that there is a positive. And the the great thing about it is, is that God is like your biggest cheerleader. He wants you to succeed. And uh, so many people just need to know that Christ is alive. He's alive today. He's alive inside of us. And so many people are in great need of change, positive change. And so, you know, if you're in need of a new beginning uh, in any year of your life, you need to allow Christ to make you a new creation, and uh, the old will pass away. He will put a new and right spirit within you uh, when you call on His name, and uh, it's a, it's really time, you know, I, I would say, to make a relationship with Him um, because you are His number one priority. You know, we are God's priority. Uh, he cares about us. He cares about our future. And the wonderful thing about it is, He's got promises, man. He's oh, got boy. He's got promises lined up for each and every one of us. No matter how far we went away from him all we have to do is come back and once we come back and we devote our life and commit our life to him then he can give us that understanding he can open up the doors he can make all things possible he can take everything that was bad and work it out for our good
0: now we talk about his promises the good thing about it his promises never fail never amazing (laughs) Totally amazing.
3: Never fail. And his word never fails. His it word just never failed. It never fails. Mm-hmm. It always goes out to accomplish what it's sent to do, because it's not going to return to God void. His mm. word is one that um, I just, I thank God for uh, teaching us uh, his word. And, and there's so much more. There's so much more.
0: Now, what do you say for people out there that are praying for something? They've been praying, seeking and asking God to deliver them. Or answer their prayer, and they haven't yet got it.
3: Well, I would encourage you, first of all, um, to ask the Lord to create in you a clean heart. And renewing your right spirit, so that the Lord can show you um, who you are. And it's it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight. It takes time. It takes commitment. And um, He wants to be intimate with you. So you have to put aside all the worldly things and center yourself with God. That means to find a good church. You know, a, a good Bible-based church, one that is that stands on um, biblical doctrine, and then surround yourself with positive people—people people that will speak. Life to you, people that will encourage you and pour into you—not just you know conversation, but they, they spend time, they invest time in you. Because I truly believe people know when you're real. People know when when you really love them, and so you want to make sure that you're you're around good people, uh, good um, Christian people, good you know people that believe in the Lord and, and will spend that time that's necessary to help you to cultivate your relationship with God.
0: That is so good. Well, I tell you, we've got to go to a quick break and. We'll be back. You're on The Image Show right now. Robert Pate, Joanna Davis, 98.3 The Vibe. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now that time. Time for The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. So we're back on 98.3 The Vibe. This is The Image Show. Robert Pate, president and founder of The Image Program and pastor Joanna Davis. Joanna, uh, I've got a scripture here. It's Matthew 7, 13 and 14. And it talks about the narrow gate or the narrow way. And starting on verse 13, Matthew 7, verse 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Verse 14, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now, you look at this world that we live in. Uh, Now, I'm going to tie this into the negative versus the positive. Mm -hmm. When I first got out of prison, I seen all the sinning going on out here in the world. I couldn't believe there were so many for hire signs up at all these different jobs. Okay. Mm -hmm. so now I'm thinking to myself okay, I see the opportunity. The negative is there's all this sinning going on. There's all these people that are are on drugs, uh, alcohol, whatever. And the positive is look at all these jobs that are open. Mm. Look at all this opportunity to to, to jump right into a management position to start maybe as a dishwasher and and be a manager in, in a month or two. So narrow is the gate that leads to life. You know, no one wants to start out working as a dishwasher or, you know, a low-level position because they want instant gratification. However, the positive to that is you can move up so quick that the rewards are, uh, are almost endless. No one wants to pay the dues to actually be successful. And I've also noticed that You know, there's so much disrespect. And I don't know if that comes from the TV. I see more profanity used on television now than I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see more. I mean, everything is just so fast, quick. Okay, that's a positive. People want stuff right away. The negative is look what it's doing to our community. Look what it's doing to our children. The children are more disrespectful these days than they've ever been. I've, I've, I've never seen as much disrespect coming from children as I have today. Now, yes. that's a negative. Some of the positive, look how smart these kids are. When I got out, I didn't even know how to work the cell phone. I have these five and six-year-old kids <laughs> that can just zoom right through it and show me how to do it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about this All Nations Conference that you have coming up. First of all, what inspired you to start this? And I want you to tell us a little bit about the All Nations Conference. What inspired you to start it? And why did you you invite me to it?
3: Well, the All Nations Conference came from a vision. I I heard the Lord's voice um, and then he showed me. He gave me a vision of the importance of coming together as a community and unity. So we will be doing an All Nations Conference October 31st through November 11th for 12 days straight. It starts at 7 p.m. The location of this will be at Amazing Grace Outreach Ministries 1903 53rd Street in Des Moines, Iowa. We have 12 awesome speakers that are going to come and again, the focus um, was to um, really focus in on ephesians uh, chapter four one through six and that 's um, you know basically talking about keeping the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace uh, our, our community has been become so divided um, from churches to businesses to nonprofits to people that are actually doing positive things. Uh, we need to come together as one and rise as one. And so the, the All Nations Conference, the, the theme is rising as one. Um, in other words, God's offspring's rising as one in unity to enhance the kingdom of God. And um, you asked me, you know, why did I invite you? Well, part of why I invited you is because you're awesome. Amen. And
1: <laughs> I love the
3: image program. I love the fact that um, you're really focused on um, helping uh, the men and women uh, uh, desire positive change. And I wanted you to share with uh, the people um, the importance of um, re-entry and and the image program and um, that you're a prime example, a testimony to the world that even a bad situation can be turned into a positive situation and it can change lives. And the conference, again, is all nations and uh, we wanted to bring an environment uh, that was encompassed around the nations so we've got about five different nations that are going to represent this conference from African American, Caucasian community Um, we have the Hispanic community we have um, Honduran and we have African um, from Liberia we're just really excited and there's you know we have Mexican and just um, it's going to be by bilingual, so there will be translators. And uh, we're just looking forward to God having such a mighty move during this conference to bring us into unity.
0: That's great. Well, it looks like we're about out of time, uh, Joanna, but I tell you, it's always a pleasure having these rap sessions with you. It's always (laughs) nice to speak spiritually. Uh, You are a lady of the cloth and nothing but respect. It looks like we're going to say goodbye to all of our listeners out there, but I think we better close in a word of prayer.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to
0: lead us? Sure. Sure. Okay.
3: Father God, we thank you for this time that we've been able to be on the air and to be able to um, help the people uh, see that a negative can be turned into a positive. We thank you, Lord, that uh, your word is true and that it goes out to accomplish what it's sent to do and it will not return to you void. And so I pray right now for those that are out there in the community listening. If you haven't given your life to Christ, now is the time. Now is the time to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and all it takes is a confession uh, with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and so we just uh, uh, want to Pray for you right now that you would receive Christ where you're at, and you would ask God to come into your heart and and change you, creating you a clean heart and renewing you a right spirit so that you will be a changed person today and know that you're saved and know that this can be a new beginning for you just by simply saying, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And so we just thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, and mercy upon your people. We thank you, Lord, for the Image Program, and Lord, we just want to glorify you. You get all the glory in Jesus name
0: In Jesus name And dear Lord Heavenly Father I want to add on to that prayer I'd like to say For all of my brothers and sisters Incarcerated right now dear Lord uh, that are going before the judge, dear Lord. I pray that you hold that judge's heart in your hand, dear Lord. I pray that you give justice the way you see fit, dear God. Dear Lord, I pray that hearts and souls be changed, dear Lord. Dear Lord, I pray for that county jail, dear God, and all the people there that are depressed and down and miss their families. I just ask that you comfort them, give them a peace. I pray that they repent and turn from their sins, and I pray that they accept responsibility with yes, you, dear God. And I ask that you give them a break. I pray that you see their heart and that you know if they are ready to change. And if you see that that change is ready to be fit for your kingdom, then we pray for release, dear God. In Jesus' name, we pray and we we thank you. Amen.
3: Amen.